goes. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tribe 44 Podcast, presented to you by United Citizens Bank of Southern Kentucky. It's a bank to come home to because it's locally owned and operated. UCB provides the best and customer-first care in Adair County. United Citizens Bank, guess what, Clay? You know where they do it? They do it all right here. I'm joined tonight by our fearless leader, Clay Turner. Clay, how are you? I'm doing great, Will. After our uh, hiatus, we're back. Yeah, we got renewed for season two, which is exciting because we're the producers, so we get to say whether we come back for season yeah. two or not. Netflix yeah, that's tried awesome. to cancel us, but we didn't. You know, we succeeded without them. Yeah, Spotify, iTunes, they all tried to cancel us. We uh, we we came back with a with a vengeance. I'm also joined tonight behind the desk by Seth Dunbar, our producer. He's not going to say anything, but I know he's doing all right. First things first, Clay. We need to talk about our summer. We've had a big summer of events that has gone on yeah i think that's an understatement for yeah absolutely absolutely each. clay go ahead and in a little bit of detail about what's going on over the summer for you for me i got engaged over the summer so obviously you know that is a big deal and i we have our wedding planned and everything so that is my big news now clay my the story that goes with that are you prepared to share that now or do you want to wait and let the listeners hear that story a little bit later Oh, uh, let's wait. Let's wait about five years. <laughs> okay, so we're going to leave that in suspense for our listeners. But what That's happened? That's to be continued. That, yeah. So if you want a reason to keep listening to the Tribe 44 podcast, just know that we're holding on to a secret story about Clay and something yeah. that happened with his engagement. It's a and good we'll, story. We'll reveal that one of these days. We may reveal it if there, if you're ever on vacation, maybe when you're on your honeymoon or something, I may just spill the beans on it yeah. while you're gone. Another thing, and Seth won't get on here and talk about it, but Seth had his first child. Seth didn't have him. Lindsay, his wife, <laughs> had him. Golly, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if Seth had it. We'd take that show on the road. But Seth and Lindsay welcomed their first little boy, Corbin Oliver, and Samantha and myself. We had our second little boy, Ace Isaac. We've had a very eventful summer. Clay's getting married. Seth and I both had babies. I already had one. It's been a big summer for us. So Clay, it's been a big summer for Adair County Sports. It has been, you know, and, uh, you know, you think the summer is nothing going on, but you got summer basketball, you got kids playing AAU, a lot of things still going on, volleyball starting up. It's been a busy summer, and in about a couple of weeks, we're about to be busy for a long time. Yeah, we're going to be busy for the rest of the school year uh, and probably a little bit farther on. Uh, depend on how well baseball and softball do. But the summer got kicked off right with our Blake Martin Memorial basketball game. That's the biggest thing that happened over the summer, I think, Clay. I think that's what everybody's talking about. The 2000s team uh, defeated the 2010s team by – was it by one point, Clay? It was by one point in controversial fashion, yes, it was. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was controversy at the end of the game, a lane violation. I've never seen a game end on a lane violation. I have not either, but I guess, we, you know, there's a first time for everything. There absolutely is. No, uh, uh, Nick Fudge led all scores in that one. I think he had 20, maybe his career high in three-pointers made in the game. I think yeah, he had five. He had, yeah, he, <laughs> Nick went off. But, yeah. The whole five or six. Game, he did have six, didn't he? The whole alumni game was a huge success, and, you know, thank everyone for it. And, oh, raised $5,000 for the Asher Navy Education Fund. So, we can't – I don't think we could have ever dreamed that that was going to do any better than what it did. No way, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, 
following that, Clay, Little League season was underway. I did some umpire, and I was out at the Little League Park at least twice a week over the summer. A lot of good things going on. Coach Pitch, which is your 8U league, they made the final four of the state tournament. Were that's you aware big, of that? Yeah, that's a big honor for them. Yeah, that's awesome. They And apparently, Clay, from what I'm hearing, that ended – controversially as well so we've got a very controversial summer clay's engagement was controversial uh seth and i having babies was not controversial the end of the alumni game was controversial and apparently the end of that coach pitch uh, state tournament run was controversial and then the last thing just happened a couple weeks ago clay can you go into any details on what happened uh with connor loy over the summer yeah connor loy got offered by lindsey wilson this past weekend a lot of times in college they have recruits in and stuff, and some of the players play with them, and Connor was playing with them. And he, I think Connor did so well that the coach actually offered him a scholarship. So Connor's getting ready to be a freshman, but he has his first college offer to Lindsey Wilson. Wow, that's outstanding. So big summer for Adair County Sports. Well, Clay, this first segment that we're going to have for you is brought to you by Downey Eye Clinic. Downey's has been the leader of optometry services in Adair County since 1981, and they are committed to providing the best personalized eye care possible for the people of Columbia. They provide it to people that are not from Columbia, but Clay, this is the Tribe 44 podcast. We don't care about those people. We care about the people of Columbia. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So in this first segment, we we do have our guest of the week. So Clay, could you give a little introduction for who we've got this week? Today, we're joined by football coach for Dare County Indians, Coach Van Isaac. Coach, how are you? Doing good. We just got out of practice. So you guys have your first scrimmage Friday, and from this Friday, your first game's two weeks. I'm sure you're so excited, you know, to get that first game going and how you feel about the team so far. Oh, you have no idea. So, first, uh, really, really just uh, nervous. I'm nervous about COVID, number one. Uh, I'm really trying to get through these next two weeks and, you know, everybody stay healthy and keep everybody showing up to practice and uh, roll into week one with everybody – 100% focused and, and healthy and ready to beat Russell County. You got to think, we've waited two years to play Russell County. You know, my very first year that I got here, we went over to Russell County and it, it was a really close game, but ultimately they came out on top. And, you know, I've not forgot it ever since. And we've got a lot of kids that feel the same way. So we're just really excited about game one. But COVID is, is always in the back of my mind. And uh, I'm very determined to, to you know, we need to play through it. We need to play through it this year. Think back to last year, Russell County, Taylor County, all of these surrounding counties, they, they, they didn't miss games. That's what we need to do this year. And I'm determined to do that. I do. I like our team. You know, we've got a good senior group coming back and we've got uh, five fifth years there back as well. And then you've got some younger guys <clears throat> that have really stepped up. So our team looks really good. This Friday, like you said, we've got KCD and Campbellsville, they'll be showing up into town. Uh, it's a 6 p.m. kickoff, and it's a scrimmage this Friday. So uh, we look forward to all of that, man. We uh, we need some more live reps, and hopefully by game one we can really showcase our, our talent. Coach, you know, talking about Russ County, the last two years, <laughs> the opening game, we've got off to a really good start, and then at the end we lost yep. late. But both were to pretty good teams. Metcalf last year, if I'm not mistaken, was like six and three. You know, that was oh, a pretty yeah. good Metcalf County team. So, yeah. what what are we trying to do this year to make sure that we end better? Because, you know, we're the start, we've started both years excellent. That Russell yes. game, your first year, we were big underdogs that year. 
yeah. when we got out yep. on them early. Yeah, we've started out great both years. Um, but for – and really, I think they're, we lost those games for different reasons. You know, we lost that Russell County game. I'll take the blame on that. It was my very first head coaching experience. We, I got here late. You know, it was June before I ever got up here and got anything uh, installed. So that Russell County game, I mean, really, we just didn't have enough installed, to be honest with you. And at the very end, we didn't have a hands team ready. And, uh, you know, those things haunt me. And so the Metcalf game, however, you know, it was a defense. We did blow up on defense. You know, we had them down 19-7, to and then defensively, uh, we let them back in the game. And they big played us a couple times to get back in the game. Um, and, and then I, I do, I think our conditioning was an issue with uh, the Metcalf game. But, yeah, those are both two games that really haunt me. Um, they really do haunt me, and, and we want to get revenge, and, and we want to get those teams back. And I like that you pointed that out about Metcalf County. They're a good team, and they made it to the third round last year. They made it to the third round of the playoffs, and, and they get everybody back this year. So Metcalf will be really tough. Yeah, they were a bunch and, of juniors last year. Heck, yeah. And furthermore, they, they've held back again. So I'll, we'll probably see that group for this year and next year. Yeah. So – they're going to be good for a few years. But, yeah, those two games haunt me. I agree. And, and I, we need to come out uh, as fast as we did the, the, the last couple of years. But now we got to learn how to win. And when we got somebody down, you know, stepping on their throat and going on and finishing it. Coach, what's the one position that you feel the best about? And what's the one position you feel like we need to put a little in a little bit more work in? Well, I feel good because I, it's hard for me to pick one position that I feel good about. So that's a good sign. You know, we've got several positions that I feel very confident in. Luke James at quarterback, for instance. I mean, he's playing lights out. He had a really good seven-on-seven. Seven. We got uh, Deshaun Singleton and Brady Cundiff at receiver. You know, it's hard not to feel great about that, too. Uh, those guys have really good speed on the outside, and they run good routes. I feel really good at the running back position. We are so – deep at the running back position. We got Dylan Pierce. We got Truck Harmon, Case Cowan, Byron Rogers. I mean, we've got depth out the wazoo. A position that I think we need to work on is always outside backer. Uh, that's something last year our outside and I coached the outside backers last year, so maybe maybe I'm the I'm the one they need to fire. I don't know. But we we have an issue with our outside backers last year. They weren't keeping contained. They weren't forcing the play back in. So we've really worked hard at that position, and I have seen us make some improvements. But I, now what I want to see is I want to see those improvements we made in practice translate to the game. Other than that, I feel like we're pretty good. Coach, can you go into and explain the seven-on-seven seven a little bit? Because people outside sure. of – Sure. You know, Dare County's not really a football place. We're trying to learn it, and we're trying to – We're going to change that. We're going to change we're that. We're trying to change it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And so – Kind of explain that a little bit and kind of go into the tournament that you all were in because I understand that you were pretty successful over the offseason. That's right. Well, and not to not to uh, minimize what we did. You know, what we did was awesome. Uh, I don't think there's ever been an Adair County team make it that far in one of those tournaments. So, you know, all of that is great. However, you got to take it with a grain of salt because seven on seven is not football. You know, you got to think about your court. We're passing every down receivers are running the routes every play and the quarterback has no pressure coming at him so there's no line in front of you or nothing like that and basically the quarterback has four seconds to get the ball out and the defense is on the other side and the rules work you know you start on the 40 yard line and you got four plays to get to the 20 and if you get to the 20 yard line you get a new set of downs and you get another four plays to score if the defense stops you they get two points 
if we score, we get six. And essentially that's how it scores and that's how it works. We started off the tournament. There's 16 teams. We were put in a pool, and we had to play three other teams to get, I guess, uh, ranked, right? You get ranked out of that pool play. And in our pool play, we were the number one team. So we never lost a game in pool play. From there, we got into the single elimination tournament, and everybody got into that tournament, and you're seated based on how you did in pool play. From there, we played the winner of South Warren and Western Hills, both great teams. And really, I thought South Warren would have won, but Western Hills beat them, and so we had to play Western Hills, and we beat them. And it was a close game. After that, we had to play the winner of Central Harden and Taylor County. And, of course, like all of our boys, you know, we're all over there. We're, we're drooling. We want to play Taylor County. But Central Harden beat them because Central Harden's really doggone good. And I, I love the guys. I had a ball because when we went out there against Central Harden, you know, they're a 618. They got a full coaching staff. You know, they're feeling cocky. And here's little old Adair County rolling up in there with 20-some players. And we go out there and we beat them up. We were jamming, jamming them off the line of scrimmage. We were, we were hitting on all cylinders, and literally in the last drive, it was tied up. We get the ball back, and with eight seconds to go, we call a timeout. We get a play we want, and we throw it to Brady Cundiff for a touchdown. And they, you should have seen their faces. They were shocked. They never would have thought these blue-collar boys from Adair County was going to take it to them like that. So really proud of that win. That got us in the championship, and we played North Harden. And uh, for those people who don't know anything about North Harden, they made it to the third round last year in 6A football, and they were beat by St. X. So if that tells you anything. Uh, now, North Harden, put it, they put it on us. They beat us. They won the tournament. But we came in second, and I couldn't be more proud. Now that's got to translate to the field. Coach, you know, you talked about some of the older players, and you're saying the jump from middle school to high school is huge. Playing, you know, the middle school level of football into the varsity level is probably the biggest jump of any sport. So how do you mm-hmm. get your kids prepared for that jump? <clears throat> well, I think, first off, you let them play at their level. I, I don't think a lot of – it's very rare that you're going to get a freshman that steps in that can really start and contribute on the varsity level. Now, do we have a few? Yeah, you know, we had Bert Soto when he was ready. He was physically ready to play at the varsity level. Most of those kids are not, like you're saying. So I think you let them play at their level so they get a full JV freshman schedule. And they play that, and then they get that year of weightlifting. So after this season's over, we'll get those kids and we'll get them in the weight room. And that, that will help them develop the confidence and the physicality they need to compete against, you know, 17- and 18-year-olds. But you're right, there's no other sport like football. You know, I mean, I played baseball and basketball growing up. You can be young and undersized and still play those sports. But being young and undersized in football can get you hurt. You know, it, it's, it's a different sport. It's more physical. So my answer is, you know, hey, get them in the weight room and then let them play at their own level and let's not push them to where, uh, you know, they're going to be scared or, or, you know, maybe lack some confidence and ultimately get hurt. Coach, what's one quality that you want your team to have that you always coach? Well, I think, I mean, anybody that's around me, and we want to be tough. We want to be tough. We want to have a chip on, on our shoulder. I mean, think about our, our motto this year of blue collar. You know, we want that blue-collar mentality and work ethic. And uh, I always tell my kids, like, hey, take that other guy to the deep end. Let's take that other guy to the deep end. When it's the fourth quarter and that other guy's sucking wind, yeah, you're right there. You're mentally – you've been through this. You know, they've been through this season of – off or of, of uh, they've been through off-season training. 
right, where I take them through some really hard workouts. And uh, they've been through summer workouts where we start running. So take them to the deep end. Be willing to go that extra mile and to defeat your opponent. And so that toughness is what I'm always looking for. So, Coach, talk about being tough. I know every coach has a has a play that they have to go to when they when they have to have something positive. So, what's your confidence play uh, that you know you can get three to five yards out of when you need? Oh it? yeah, we uh, we run ISO. Everybody and everybody's got these plays. We all run the same plays, but we have an inside trap play that is really good for us, and then we've got our ISO play that's really good. And when we need those two three yards, you know that's usually what we go to. And the other team, they can know it. They can know it's coming, but it don't mean they can stop it. Now, Coach, on Madden, I like to run the power O about 30 times a game. Mm-hmm. And that works every time. So we I don't got know that what, too. So you got hey. that too. So see, it's, we got it's that part too. of it. <laughs> we got that too. I know exactly what you're talking about. You, you, we long block the front side, we pull that backside guard, and we kick out with the fullback. We got it. Uh, that's a good one. Being a football person, and me and Seth have talked about this question before. In high school, it's a little bit different because extra points is not as easy. But let's mm-hmm. say you're up by one point and there's six minutes left. You score a touchdown, you go to, you're up by seven. Are you a kick the extra point to get, go up by eight or go for two to go up by nine? I think it depends on the year. If it was last year, I'd have said, let's kick the PAT. Mm-hmm. But this year, you're going to see us, you're going to see us be a little more aggressive because we did lose Chase Holmes. We'll probably have Deshaun Singleton kicking, and he's good. I mean, he can do anything in the world. The kid's a freak. But we got – why not go for two? We got so much, so many athletes on the field, and PAT is harder than people think. You got to have a good snap. You got to have a good hold. You got to have a good kick. Everything's got to go right. And I almost – at this point, I trust our offense more. Here's another thing. If you can convert on that two-point conversion 50% of the time, it's worth going for. Oh, yeah. you know, mathematically. So uh, you'll probably see us do a little more of that this year. You said Deshaun's kicking. Is he also going to be the punter? Yes. But here's another thing. Luke can that. punt, too. Okay. Luke James yeah. can punt really good. So now you got two threats back there. So it'll be a fun year for special teams. We do, we've do. we got some things we can do this year with Deshaun back there and Luke. Piggybacking off that, Coach, who are some of your upperclassmen leaders and who, who are some of the lowerclassmen that you think can contribute this year to Darkton? <laughs> Uh, we just did vote on captains. I let the team uh, vote on it. And uh, I didn't let the fifth years be eligible this year. You know, I just didn't think that – I think they kind of had their turn. Now, do I want them to leave? You better believe it. But I didn't want them uh, to be in the run for captain. So our captains as voted on by the team was Luke James, Case Cowan, uh, Briley Taylor, and Joshua Smallwood, all really good kids. All of them, uh, you know, had perfect attendance this year in our off season. So those are our senior leaders, and uh, they're doing a really good job of leading. You know, Case Cowan, I mean, he's the heartbeat of our team. What a great kid. So everybody respects Case and Luke and all those guys. Some younger guys, uh, Lane Grant, no doubt. I mean, it just runs in his blood. He's a stud for us. Uh, And even Byron Rogers, I think a lot of people respect him. You know, he works hard day in, day out, and uh, he's a really good player for us. So we've got – we do. We've got a lot of good leaders on our team. Coach, you know, every year, definitely in football, a lot of times you go through different staff and stuff. So tell us this year, you know, who is on the staff this year and what position group they're coaching. Yeah. So uh, we do, we've got a lot of new faces on our staff, a lot of first time coaches. Um, of course, uh, you got Jamie Bryant, who's been there since the 1990. He's been there forever. 
Um, he's our defense coordinator and inside linebacker coach. He's also coaching our running backs this year, which I think is a good move. We run the wing tee, and we run the ball. It's a very safe offense, but you got to think, we've really fumbled a lot the last couple of years, and that's got to stop. So moving uh, Coach Bryan over there has really helped. You know, he's really been a stickler on carrying the football and tucking it away. Uh, you got David Holmes, who will be the special teams coordinator, and do uh, he'll work with the kickers and the punters and the snappers. Uh, Walker Hill is a guy that's brand new. He'll be at the high school this year. But uh, he's a guy that I grew up with, and he he's from Harrison County, just like me, and he played at Georgetown. And he's coaching our offensive line. And that, that has been really fun to watch him and, and see the progress they've made. Um, well, you can Jeremy look at Lutter, him and tell he's a football player. Oh, my Lord, he's huge. You can't miss him. I mean, he's humongous. Uh, he's done a really good job at the line. So, uh, Jeremy Luttrell, who uh, isn't a Dare County boy, you all probably know him. I think he was on the 2015 team that was really good. Yeah, played defensive end. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's helping with the D-line and the O-line, and, and that's that's huge. You know, having two really good coaches and having those two sets of eyes on your linemen makes a world of difference uh, because when you think about it, those linemen, you got more linemen than you do any other position. You know, there's five linemen. There's only one quarterback. So you do, you need those extra set of eyes. And so we got them heading that up. Uh, we got C.J. Rogers, who's another kid from that chosen group, you know, uh, Coach Gay's group when they had him rolling. Uh, Coach Rogers, he'll be doing receivers and DBs. And we have Stacia Hill. Stacia Hill uh, is our PE teacher at the high school. Uh, she actually has a girls' basketball background. But here's what I was looking for when I when I thought of her. I had lost some coaches this offseason. I had lost a couple. And I'm looking for people I can depend on. I'm looking for great teachers because usually your good teachers are good coaches. And that's just my mentality. So she decided, she's like, Coach, I'll give it a try. And she's been great. So she's doing our strength and conditioning, and she's also doing our receivers and DBs. I think that is it. That is our staff for this year. Now, Shay Martin helped us out a lot in the summer as kind of a volunteer, but now, you know, he'll be going back and finishing his uh, fifth year at uh, Lindsey Wilson. Coach, you talked about Harrison County, so i got to ask you something that all of us are pretty passionate about. What is your favorite restaurant in Columbia? Ooh, favorite restaurant in Columbia. If I had to pick, I'd go Black Stallion. Are you much? Do you cook yourself much? Yeah, we, we cook a lot at home or, you know, We'll go out of town and get something to eat. But, yeah, most time we just eat at home. What was the transition like coming into Adair County? Uh, it's not bad, really. I mean, the, the big the big adjustment is just being away from your family, you know, two and a half hours away. That's, that's the hard part. But as it pertains to the culture of the county, I love it. I love the culture of the county. It reminds me of my home. You know, we're, we're from a small town as well. So it's not really different with the people and the culture. Just just the distance and just being away from family is the only thing that's been hard. Other than that, you know, I love it. You know, talk about culture. Let's talk about the culture of your locker room. What do you do to kind of, you know, you got a lot of kids. Football's different than everything else. You've got a lot of kids that you got to bring together and put them in one piece. What's What are some of the things that you do to, to kind of create that camaraderie in the locker room? Well, that's I think we've done two really good things as a staff. And, and the two things I think we've done well is recruit our building and our culture. And uh, I do believe that, that I set that tone. You know, that, that is me that sets the tone of our culture. I lead by example. I'm always trying to be positive. And I'm always willing to, to do the stuff that nobody else wants to do, even with our staff. You know, I'm not the type of guy that just gives orders and, and walks away. I'm going to get down there with you. I'm going to work with you. 
uh, you'll see me every now and then I'll get in a tackling drill. I'll, I will demonstrate how to tackle without pads. And I mean, I will do those little things. So our culture is really good. And I think it starts, it starts with your head coach. And then from there it trickles down and, uh, a positive attitude is always contagious. And, uh, from there, I've got to brag on my seniors because they do a good job of having a positive ad- attitude, being upbeat, and, uh, you know, that trickles down to the rest of the team. I agree with you 100%. That's so important. You know, when it comes to locker rooms, I like them just like my mother's bathing suits. I only want to see them in one piece, and I think you're doing a good that, job. That's that. right. That's right. Yeah, I, li- I do like our locker room, and I'm hoping that the wins will follow. You know, that's something that has not came yet. You know, the wins have not came, and that's what we're so excited about this year, just getting back out and hopefully uh, getting some wins. Coach, this is a little off topic. Have you ever been to an escape room before? Never. That would freak me out, guys. I, you know, I, I, that probably wouldn't be good. I got you. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. Oh, I was going to ask you, my question was, if you had to go in there with three of your players on your team, who would you take with you? Case Cowan, number one. That, that's, that's my boy. You know, he, you can count on him. Uh, Bert Soto, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna fight his way out for sure. You're not gonna be able to restrain him. And um, I guess I'd have to say Luke. You know, Luke Luke James is another. He's just an ultra competitor. So yeah, let me take those three guys. We'll go to war. We'll skate, Coach. What's your? You know, you played Harrison County. You played at Georgetown. Do you like coaching better or playing? Hmm. Well, I don't think anything beats your high school years. You know, playing high school football. It's so much more fun than playing college ball. You know, there's just such a big difference. So, I, it'd be hard for me not to go back and and relive some of those high school days. You know, we had a we had a good time. But I tell you, I love coaching. I love coaching. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Coach, what would you like to tell the fans of Adair County about this year and wanting them to you know come to games and support the team this year? Ah, well, number one, I, I want to break the attendance record for that Russell County game. Uh, you know, I've talked to Mr. Campbell and that kind of, I've kind of picked his brain about what is the attendance record. And, you know, I don't think they have legit records on this, but he said to the best of his memory, he's had about 800 people there that have paid. Now, you know, students get in free and, and other people get in free. So I think, number one, I encourage everybody, let's break this attendance record. Let's get over 2,000 people at this first game. You know, let's, let's blow it up and make it a big deal. Well, and here's another thing. We need that because we need the revenue. We need the revenue in our athletic fund. You know, all the time we're told that we don't have money. We don't have money. Well, hey, let's let's get butts and seats, and let's uh, let's get our community behind us, and then we we can we can we can generate that revenue that will go into the athletic fund and hopefully can help all of our sports programs. Uh, that's a big goal of mine. Tribe Forty Four is going to have a tailgate for that Russell County game. Heck uh, yeah, that sounds so- awesome. So you can be promoting that. We'll have food there. We'll have some stuff going on. We're going to actually record the show that night from the tailgate there at the Russell County game. We'll have some guests coming in and, and doing that. So if you want to be promoting that, we are going to tailgate. Oh, I'll be promoting. Well, awesome. and, that, and that, we need more of that. We need more excitement. We need we need everybody behind us. And that ultimately uh, makes us play better and our kids enjoy it. It's all about giving these kids the best high school experience they can have. That's what it's about. Not only do we want to break that attendance record for game one, but we want good attendance all year. We'll, we'll be doing different things for each game. Like, for instance, this first Russell County game, we plan on uh, recognizing the 92 team and Coach Peck. You know, we want to honor them at halftime. And I'm sure, you know, at some point through the year, we'll have a youth night. And then there will be a homecoming. So, like, every game, we want it to be fun. 
and we we really encourage the community to come out. And I will I will brag on our community real quick. It's a little bit off topic, but you know we've had a really good year fundraising. And our number one fundraiser is we do a program and we sell ads. Our community has really come through for us this year. I mean, we've raised over ten thousand dollars in that in that one fundraiser. And uh, I just wanted to thank our community and our businesses and, of course, our booster parents that went out there and, and did all that work. So that's awesome. I couldn't be more happy. Well, Coach, we're, we've been excited to have you on the show. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, and we won't keep you much longer than that. We wish you good luck on the season. We are excited to go. We're Like I said, we're, we're super pumped. We're going to tailgate that first one. We're hopefully going to be able to do some things throughout the season and get to talk to you a little bit more. We just want to thank you for coming on tonight. Hey, no problem. I have I have a good time coming on, and anytime I want me to come back, just shoot me a shoot me a text. I'll be back. Appreciate you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. All right, see you, boys. Well, Clay, I think Coach Isaac is outstanding. He's awesome to work with at the high school. Uh, he's just an all around good dude, and he's got a lot of energy and a lot of it pointed towards Adair County football. He wants to change the culture of that program. It seems like forever. He doesn't ever want to uh, have a lull in that program ever again. Yeah, energy, I think, is the key word for him because, you know, anybody that ever talks about him always talks about his positive energy and how much energy he puts into the program. Yeah, and he said he gets in no pads and tackles with him and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I kind of want him in my corner if he's going to do that. Yeah, I've heard some pregame stories about, you know, some of his speeches and, you know, he really fires up the kids and he, he really puts a lot of effort into it. Well, Clay, this next segment is going to be brought to you by Jeffrey's Hardware. Jeffries has what you need for your next project. Guess what, Clay? You think they've got Milwaukee power tools? They sure do. What about Porter Paint? I bet they do. They do, Clay. And what about a rental center? I've been needing that, actually. Absolutely. So you've been you've been needing a rental center. What are you needing to rent? Uh, I was just going with the ad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I thought maybe you would need, like, a post hole digger or – maybe a floor buffer i don't know what if your... i if i knew enough about what that would done i could have led on to that but i didn't so i just... uh, <laughs> so clay's been <laughs> clay's been needing uh the rental center well they absolutely do have that clay so go see the folks at jeffrey's hardware they are the friendly hardware store uh, clay you know this is the first episode of our new season so we kind of want to dive into some of the things that we want to do. You know, we mentioned it a few minutes ago. We are going to have a tailgate for that first football, football game, game, the Russell yeah. County game. We've already had somebody. We're going to have a grill. We're going to be doing some hot dogs, things of that nature. Clay, I had somebody today tell me that they were going to cook some food. He mentioned maybe a Boston butt. We're not going to put that out there, but Sean Barden, you did volunteer that. So hopefully that's going to be there. You can't really trust what he's saying a lot of times. But I'm excited about it. Oh, I am too. I'm a big football guy, so I just can't wait for football season. I really can't. Yeah, and we just want to kick it off right. So if you – if you think about coming, just come. Come to our come to the tailgate. We don't have friends. We have to get on podcasts and invite people to things so that they'll come. But we want you there. We want to see people. Really, we just want to bring in a lot of people to this football game. I think he's excited about it. Coach Isaac is excited about it. And the county should be as well. Yeah, and, of course, volleyball is getting ready to start as well. I think as we speak, they're having a scrimmage tonight. Yes, they so. did have it. So this is we're recording this on Tuesday night, and they did have a scrimmage 
tonight. They actually had several with the JV varsity and freshman, yeah, freshman, uh, all in action on Tuesday nights. So we'll have something for you for next week on that. Clay, tell us a little bit about the scrimmages that football has coming up. They've got a scrimmage uh, this Friday. I think Coach talked about is uh, KCD and Camelsville. And then the next Friday, if I'm not mistaken, I think they scrimmage at Green County. So the first scrimmage, those are all people in our conference, right? Yeah, the little pack conference. Now, yeah. Clay, can you explain to people that don't know, like myself, what – because we're used to the 20th district in the 5th region, but football does things a little different. The teams in our district are Casey, Hart, Taylor, Glasgow, and us. And then – I'm don't, i not sure when they started this, probably about five or six years ago, something called the PAC Conference. And it has teams like Kentucky Country Day, us, Washington County, Camelsville – there's a couple – Metcalf may be in there. There's six or seven teams kind of around this area. And uh, what they normally do is they have even have a packed banquet at the end of the year, which is something different. Clay, if we had a final segment tonight, it would be brought to you by no one. We have sponsorship opportunities available, so contact us on Facebook or tribe44podcast at gmail.com. But, Clay, I think it's going to be fun. Until we get this spot filled, I'm just going to start shouting out random businesses. So if you're listening and you hear the business that we shout out, let the owner or somebody in the business know that you heard about them or we shouted them out on this show. They probably won't give you anything and we don't have anything to give you, but it might help us out a little bit. So our first shout out, and I'm going to make up the the ads for these random businesses that we're going to shout out. The first business that we're just going to randomly shout out this week, um, let me think. Clay, do you ever get Mexican food that just does not have enough cheese on it? I have before, yes. Yeah, you know where you never have a problem with that? Where is that, Will? Acapulco Grill on the square in Columbia. Is, they put cheese on everything. They're very um, uh, liberal with their cheese use. Uh, we love that. It's my favorite Mexican restaurant in the county. Uh, shout out to Acapulco Grill this week. So go see them. Let them know you heard about them on Tribe 44 Podcast. They won't know what in the world you're talking about, but just let them know that this is where you heard it. Yep, and like, as Will said, it is also my favorite Mexican restaurant, and I think it's also Seth's favorite Mexican restaurant. So kudos to them. They're doing a great job. That's why we wanted them to be our first random shout-out of Season 2 of Tribe 44 Podcast. And we always want to hear from you, the listener. So if you like the show, if you have suggestions or you want to, you just want to give us a shout out, we're on Twitter at Tribe44Podcast. We're on Facebook under the same name. And we have the Mark Fudge text machine at 302-924-2244. So just give us a shout. We might do some things over the season, like a random two minutes of topics we might do stuff like that so we want to hear from you we want to get your feedback on some things so please don't hesitate to contact us on twitter facebook we're actually on instagram as well under at tribe 44 podcast or on the text machine well clay if you don't have anything else this has been tribe 44 and we will talk to y'all next week all right see you guys let's go despite what you do who you are just stay true when you got and go hard I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street